Welcome to the Trauma Healing Tribe, the official podcast of the Comprehensive Resource Model, an advanced therapy integrating ancient wisdom and modern neuroscience to heal the multidimensional roots of trauma. And I'm your host, Melanie Swan. Welcome back, everybody. So we're going to go straight in with this one because we're picking up the conversation between Lisa and Matt where it ended in episode one. And in this part, Matt and Lisa discuss the accessing and remembering of generational resources as a distinct healing pathway. One of my teachers, an indigenous teacher, as a matter of fact, had said there is so much focus on trauma. She was like 99 years old. And she just said, everything is about trauma, 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 trauma. She said, everybody's forgotten and disconnected from the resources that are in these lineages. And she said, just sometime in your career, just try to focus on that generationally. And so I did. And I found that you can do just as deep work with setting the right intention. Even if the intention is to clear trauma, you can actually do it. It can actually be accomplished if you do the accessing of the ancestral resources with the correct and impeccable languaging, the impeccable strategies for how to set the resourcing in the lineages juxtaposed with the symptoms that are from trauma, and that that is often as effective, if not more. And so that's what I think I've learned is don't just stick with always having to dig around and dig up trauma, you know, and open things up that don't need opened energetically, as well as a client isn't ready for it. They can't do it. They're not going to be able to process it because they're not embodied. But finding the resources and connecting to those ancestrally is just as powerful and makes it much more safe to do it in large groups. And that was such a powerful account of what you experienced personally uh, when you hadn't followed your, your own protocols, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and and a really important, I think, reminder of what's at stake in this kind of work. And obviously you have your own personal protocols and so on. But I wondered, are you able to say a bit more about general principles of best practice when you're working with individuals, but also particularly with large groups and potentially inviting this ancestral material into the room. Anybody that knows me and hears this is going to just roll their eyes or really understand what I'm saying here, which is, and I don't mean to be harsh about this, but this is how important it feels to me, not even feels to me, that I know it is. You have to have done your own work. You have to have done and experienced the majority, or at least are well on your way to clearing your own ancestral issues that are unresolved in your lineages. You cannot go and just do this work with clients or do this work particularly, definitely not with large groups. If you yourself have not gone in and done the majority of the work, because we're, you know, there's always things that come up, even for me. I'm like, is this, are we done yet? You know, but I mean, I've done the, the majority of it to where I don't need to worry about these issues, but it scares me when I see and know or read flyers or someone describes 
people doing generational work as the facilitator, and they haven't ever done true thorough work. They may have done some kind of, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, impose what I, what I'm, what I think they've done, but they haven't done the work. They haven't done the remembering work, the trauma work, the resourcing work, the, 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 the work of connection to these other dimensions and how to stay embodied and how to get through it with narrative, somatic, and emotional memory. If you haven't done this for yourself thoroughly, or at least on your way thoroughly, there is no way you can do this with other people and it will have a thorough, thorough transformative impact that maintains over time. That's number one. And anybody that is doing this in practice without having done the, the, the ongoing, multiple, nuanced, complex layers of the work in the fractal of time, place, space, dimension, different lineages, it's, I think it's risky because you don't know what you're doing, really. And you don't know what you're coming across because you haven't really done enough of it in your own self to understand from the blood and bones level what, what it is. That's number one. Number two is having a very limited conceptualization of what's really going on and having a very limited or a very vague, ambiguous, amoeba-like conceptualization of what the work really is. And listen, there's no judgment here. This is this is normal. I'm sure there's times in my, my career I've done the same thing where I've jumped on a bandwagon, thought, wow, this is a cool shiny object, or this actually I feel in my heart is very important. So I'm going to start doing this. I want to jump in and get, get in here and do this, provide it. The intentions are good. But in reality, that's an ego move. That's a move for our own ego needs that are a result, no judgment, of the ancestral issues of separation from discernment, impeccability, responsibility, accountability, common sense. And so, you know, it's it's like, who's doing this out there? What is the source? Here's another good way to look at it that I think is important. What's the source of the belief system that you're working from? Who's your teacher? Where's that coming from? Is that all benevolent? What's the ancestral lineage of your teacher's line? What's the lineage underneath the quote unquote authority or expert on how you're doing generational healing? How clear and clean is that? What kind of fraudulence is there that perpetuates the trickster energy that is perpetuating all of this on our planet? So it's about having the responsibility and accountability to really look at where's the source of my information coming? Benevolent, malevolent, ignorance, half-assed, where is it coming from? And I love what you said as well about remembering the ancestral resource, because that's the other side of this, isn't there? And I'm almost thinking as you're as you're outlining those questions, I want to know what my ancestors think about this, about these other ancestors. Like, like I wonder if you could say a bit more how, you know, for, for yourself, for clients, how things change, not just in terms of the session and, and and clearing the symptoms, but how does life expand when you cultivate this, this ancestral resource, this connection? That's such a good question. 
and I'm going to answer it outside of the therapeutic answer first, which is part of the truth of the human condition is loneliness and feeling lost, feeling unloved, feeling unrecognized, feeling not known, feeling that if I died tomorrow, no one would know or even care. Even if you're surrounded by lots of people, a lot of people hold that kind of fundamental, primitive, existential, if not literal, loneliness. And when you have a connection and start to connect to these ancestors in the way that's possible because it's real, and you start getting to have a relationship with them in the way you have a relationship with human beings you can see, there is something about that because it's your people. It's your people. It's your blood that mitigates and brings a richness to your life that can really help with that really deep feeling of loneliness. Now, I'm not saying that that makes up for our, our desire and longing for a human to be with us and hold us and sit with us and have a pizza with us or whatever, but it definitely helps. And it enriches because the ancestors, when you have a relationship with them and reconnect and aren't associated from your history, your line, all the resources in your line, the truth of the line, the, the courage in the line, the perpetration in the line, which by the way, perpetration stuff has its own resources. It takes a lot of smarts and a lot of really good resourcing skills and characteristics to be a really good perpetrator. So you can harvest all of those and just flip them into something positive in this lifetime. But I digress. The issue is your life will be more enriched and it is creating connection through the fractal, the fractal of time that doesn't actually exist, but the fractal of all is one, all is connected, the fractal of our DNA, the fractal of the geometry of our DNA strands, the fractal of from human 3D all the way out to where beyond are even our ancestors connected to, you know, in the cosmos. So you're facilitating a relationship that we all long for. We are able to receive very high frequency types of love from the ancestors that maybe is not available here. We need love. We need love. And if you can't get it from a human and you are getting it from your pets, but you have a tiny, small chihuahua who can only give you so much, a great source of high vibrational, the highest expression of love, the highest expression of these precious energies and, and care can be received even drip by drip. If you keep your connection to your people in this way, not to mention the wisdom, not to mention information, not to mention you get stuck with something and you're like, I don't know what to do about this issue. You ask them. They've been up there or out there or whatever you want to say. A lot of them have a lot of wisdom, just like you were able to go and talk to your grandma or grandpa because they're your elder and they know and they've been around. So there's all kinds of benefits to connecting to the, the lineages outside of therapeutically and, you know, fundamentally to lessen the dissociation and separation 
the separation energies of everything is just separated now no one is there's nothing connected there's the wholeness of everything is so fragmented so that's helpful that way in terms of therapeutically i can assure i mean for me i'll say there's no way i could do what i've done in my own personal work and healing or that i've been able to or what i what i can do with clients in terms of generational work without the input and the relationship to the ancestors, whether that's an aunt, my ancestor, I have a particular couple that work with me. They know what I'm doing. They're like my assistants and they're regular. They're there. They are just in ancestor form. I couldn't work without them. I can't access that information as a human being. Same with the clients. How are you going to get the resources, the support, the actual download of information that's so ancient that the human brain cannot get to it in the Rolodex of the brain. The nuances, the things that the brain does not ever want to remember, it's the, the, that whole snake eating its tail. When the client's brain and psyche and heart and soul and trauma history is preventing access to the deepest truths, truths that we've been programmed not to even believe anyway, the ancestors are like, they come in like a, a big, sword and cut through all of those obstacles and blocks to allow a person to really access the truth that has been suppressed, that has been hidden for various reasons and by various factions, which I'm not going to get into right now, but over over the millennium. So without the ancestors, you can't do the ancestral healing. They're part of the team. They're the treatment team. Well, this has been an amazing conversation and I'm feeling very moved by what you've just said and, and transmitted at the end. And I've been getting goosebumps all through this, this, this discussion. I'd like to close it out by asking what's CRM doing next to bring this work out to, 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 to a wider audience, to, to serve that role as a catalyst for this social change, to propagate this awareness of this larger reality and the opportunities for healing that you've described. What's next for CRM and this ancestral transgenerational work? Well, one of my truly authentic goals and what I realize is part of my, my, what do you want to call it? My, my mission or whatever, um, which I didn't know this until recently, but is to bring this kind of healing at the kind that we do in CRM, the practice that is effective in actually transmuting the things that block our joy in this timeline, to transmute, transform, to alleviate our separation from joy and loving our life. Trying, no matter what the conditions, people are living in very challenging conditions we in the United States, we don't even get it. Like, well, I mean, I'm sure some people in the United States get it, but I'm just saying like, there is so much suffering going on and so much of the ability or inability to, to navigate it, to tolerate it, to learn from it, to grow from it is impossible because the conditions are so challenging financially, politically, the power structures that be, just so many different things are, are such a problem. 
And the problem is so big, meaning the problem of everything is rooted in the generational lineages is the truth. And it isn't just in a client's presentation of a heroin addiction. It is in the presentation of what's happening with climate change. It's in the presentation of what's happening politically. It's in the presentation of what's happening with racism, diversity, and even the upside down stuff in there. It's manifesting everywhere. The climate change for me is just, I think it's all entwined with generational trauma and how generational trauma is unresolved and people in power. So, whole other story, right? We could do another podcast on that one, which we probably should should someday. But in reality, what I would like to do, what I think, well, I would at least like to try. I mean, who knows if I can really do this or pull this off. But in CRM, there are a group of advanced practitioners, and we have our generational club. I just call it Gen Club. And these are the really advanced CRM practitioners that that do generational healing work and are good at it and know what's going on. And we've all come together and decided that our project is we want to try to take CRM generational healing out to larger groups across the globe, to poverty-stricken areas, areas that could never afford any of this. People, they can afford it, but are just blind to it because they're in the fractal of the program, you know, the matrix kind of, if you want to put it that way, because the scale of the problem is so huge, the scale of the healing possibility needs to be big in order to address the bigness of the scale of the problem. So we are working and we've already started to put together a program and a protocol in which myself and and other clinicians that are doing this work can offer groups of people anywhere from say 20 people to who knows 100 200 500 i don't know how big it can go but to find a way to do it so it's available so it doesn't take forever so it's accessible to people like doable logistically for people affordable if not free and funded need the funding and to do it in a way that's safe that is not going to be opening up 50 people into their multidimensional realms of you know low vibrational frequency energies and send them home when they aren't CRM clients where they would have aftercare where that's what we're doing now is strategizing the best way to do deep generational trauma healing work even if it's through the resourcing protocols of generational work in CRM, which would probably make it much safer. That's the goal, is to find a way to get this out on a larger scale. I'm plugging away, so we're, so the Gen Club people plugging away, trying to do generational work with people, clients one-on-one. Helpful, but a drop in the bucket in terms of how severe the crisis is right now in, in our the, the health of our hearts and our psyches and our hope and the literal things that are happening on the planet and how everything is just spiraling out of control in terms of dissociation from the truth. So hopefully we can find a way and find the money and just have the creativity and the, the blessings of the ancestors to provide what is needed to get this done on a, on a large scale as possible and not just talking about it like actually getting in there with people and creating change inside them and between themselves and others and the lineages. 
make the world healthy, positive, unified, potential, love. Big, big order, but I'm going to try it. I'm going for it. <laughs> I don't care what people say. I'm going to try. Well, I've been following your work now, what, for eight years? Is it that long? Maybe even a little bit longer. And I have no doubt, Lisa, that you, we, everyone listening is going to succeed in that. Thank you. Thank you for all you're doing. Yeah. Thank you for all this work and all the wisdom that you brought through, the clarity and the love I've really felt here in the space and the ancestors with us in the last hour. So thank you. Yes. I'm honored. Thank you. If you are interested in taking the CRM training, it's all available online. The link to the schedule is in the show notes. And we look forward to seeing you next time.